Hello, everybody, and welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast. I'm your host, Bill, and Jim, we are right at uh, an interesting point in time for the Royal Rumble. And for us, it's episode 16. Am I correct with that, Bill? Yes, you are correct. 16 candles. <laughs> now you're sweet, 16. I guess I'm in a little bit of a musical mood don't worry the not much music will be involved in today's royal rumble episode no i don't think so although it can be i can start so having you do theme songs when people come out oh jeez. uh yeah so this is an interesting time and we have a guest so please bill introduce the guest all right our guest this week she is on diva dirt and welcome laura Hi, nice to meet everyone here. Hey, Laura. So let's start off by asking you, um, you know, how many years have you been a pro wrestling fan? What years have you followed? Just And just a little bit about yourself in general when it comes to wrestling. All right. Okay. So I started watching wrestling from a very young age. It must have been around late 90s up to about 2004, 2005. I took kind of a break between 2005 uh, up to about 2016. So I had a long time away from it, although I was kind of vaguely aware of what was going on in WWE in that time. Um, uh, I was a WCW fan in the early days as well, back when WCW was a thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a part-time wrestling journalist for Daily DVT and Divida, um, full-time master's student, and I do various other things as well. Very good. So let's start by asking you this. When you when, when we're told, telling you that you're going to be doing the 2006 Royal Rumble, give me some initial thoughts, not going too deep in, because obviously we will during this episode, but do you remember this one at all or not really? So 2006 Rumble was probably just after the time that I stopped watching. So I'm quite, in, you know, watching it over again was really interesting because there's a lot of things in there that I, I, I had no idea of. So yeah, it's been an exciting, uh, exciting time for me. Bill, what about you? When you when you, we write that you're doing when we write, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, write with our mouths. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, 2006, did you have any mem- initial thoughts and memories on this one? Initial thoughts um, that I had were of number one and number two, which we'll get to in a little bit, mm-hmm. and how they did. And I guess as far as memories go, this is an interesting time because we're in this weird part of the WWE where they do a pay-per-view in January before the Royal Rumble. What do so, you mean? What? Well, remember New Year's Revolution? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. The big so one. they did like two or three of those. Mm-hmm. So oh, this is like a weird time for pay-per-views. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I My initial thoughts were, I didn't remember it that much, but I went into this thinking that at the time I thought it was boring as far as a Royal Rumble match. We're going to find out if that, if I still felt that way after watching this one. Um, So let's talk about the pre-Rumble stuff, because there's a couple things going on. They have a couple segments of people drawing numbers. Randy Orton draws his number, Triple H draws his number. I forgot all about the Randy Orton NWO ripoff shirt. No. 
Um, Hunter hates his number. Big Show and Ray Mysterio draw numbers. And I think in the backstage segment, Ray is dedicating the match to Eddie. And Ray is disappointed with his number. Laura, let me ask you this. What do you prefer? Do you prefer when you get these number draws and somewhat of a reaction hinting? Or would, do you like going in there cold and not knowing who drew anything without even a hint? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I kind of guess I kind of don't mind knowing a, like a handful of, of the numbers, but I, I much prefer not knowing what's going to happen. I love the, the, the you know, being, being left guessing. Mm-hmm. And Bill, what do you have anything else for the pre-Rumble um, stuff? Um, yeah, there were a couple of people who said to Vince McMahon that they would eliminate Shawn Michaels for him, mm-hmm. and that Tori Wilson, Candice Michelle, and Victoria were back there helping with the draw. Uh, of course, and Chloe makes her appearance. Apparently Chloe she the has dog. a tattoo. Yeah. Chloe the dog. <laughs> uh, I, rem- I You know, it's funny. I remember... I'm almost sure WWE.com at this time had, like, a weekly article supposedly written by Chloe on their site. I kind of love that. I vaguely remember <laughs> this. Um, Shelton Benjamin draws his number, and McMahon, you know, is told that... This is, like you mentioned, Benjamin's one of the guys that are like, I'll throw out Shawn Michaels for you, and I don't get any of it. Yeah, and, like, I watched the the, the video package leading up to the match and i still couldn't figure out why you know they wanted to get rid of Shawn michaels mm-hmm. yeah I, I i thought maybe i'd be missing i was missing something because i hadn't you know i hadn't watched around that time but it just it doesn't make any sense it just seems like a really random storyline they've thought up just just to throw in there for some reason mm-hmm. and, and comparing it to last episode which was where mr fuji hired the great kabuki and tenru no, Granted. no, no, no. The last one was. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. The one before that. I'm thinking of the the bounty. But I mean, yeah. technically, there was everyone against Austin too. So. That's true. But those two stories were definitely more told in a better way, of why certain people would go after another person. This one, not so much. Yeah. Now, Laura, you said you weren't. You were kind of checking out of wrestling during this time can i ask you was there any particular reason um you know it's really funny actually because we in the uk we had wwe on sky tv and it was solely because i couldn't afford the subscription anymore so the only way i could sort of check it out was the occasional um the occasional show that made it onto terrestrial tv over here so yeah then but by the time we got around to getting sky tv back i'd kind of fallen out of it you know i didn't really know what was going on anymore so it took a long time for me to to come back to it well it's a good thing you're on the show because bill is now going to run down the roll call of champions and some stories that were going into the royal rumble match all right so let's start off with wwe going into the royal rumble edge is the wwe champion uh their world heavyweight champion is kurt angle get into that in just a little bit their intercontinental champion is Ric Flair. How is he yeah. intercontinental champion? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Booker T is the United States champion. The Raw Tag Team champions are Kane and The Undertaker. 
the SmackDown Tag Team Champions are Eminem. The women's champion is Trish Stratus. And the Cruiserweight Champion is Kid Cash. In Impact, well, actually, TNA, they still have, uh, or they're still using the NWA titles as their main titles. Jeff Jarrett is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. America's Most Wanted are the NWA World Tag Team Champion. Yeah, they're the World Tag Team Champions. And their X Division Champion is Samoa Joe. And in Ring of Honor, Brian Danielson is their Ring of Honor World Champion. We get the first appearance on this show of the Pure Championship, as Nigel McGuinness is the Pure Wrestling Champion. And the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions at this time are Austin Aries and Roderick Strong. Hmm. So going into the Royal Rumble, we're, we're a couple of months after the passing of Eddie Guerrero, that does become a factor, like Jim said earlier, in Rey Mysterio's performance, dedicating it to his longtime friend. Also, Batista had to surrender the World Heavyweight Championship due to a, a duh, due to a legit injury, and Kurt Angle ends up winning the World Heavyweight Title in a battle royal on SmackDown. And Edge cashed in his Money in the Bank contract at New Year's Revolution to beat John Cena to become not only the new WWE champion, but the first person to successfully cash in their Money in the Bank contract. Which was a big deal. Um, Laura, I'm interested because you might be the first guest that wasn't watching during when you, you're actually doing this event. Hearing all of that, does anything stick out to you, even if it's on the uh, TNA and Ring of Honor side? I just think the names that are coming up are fascinating. Because obviously Brian Danielson, um, as we know, uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, Austin Aries, Roderick Strong, just hearing these names come up in those contexts and, and thinking about where we are now and the context that you think of those names in today is a complete turnaround. I suppose you forget that it's over 10 years ago. This is this is a you know a really long time ago in, in, ter- in, wrestling, ty- in wrestling terms. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just I'm just baffled that why is Ric Flair? What? <laughs> I, I can't get over that. What, what was that decision all about? And um, oh no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 that's fine. No, I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking aloud. She's she's perplexed, Bill. She I is am baffled. Very it's like I watched it and he never comes out with a title, and I completely forgot until I was researching to prepare for this. Any word that you could think of, flabbergasted. That's Laura right now. <laughs> <laughs> about the Rick Flair Lightly thing. Flabbergasted, but yeah. I, I, Bamboozled. Yeah. Bamboozled's a good all, one, too. All those synonyms, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about, for, your announcers are Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole. We are at 90-second intervals. Mm-hmm. So that means, Bill, our intervals will be? Every seven and a half minutes. Now, the logo before this comes on has... 15 SmackDown and 15 Raw superstars, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me because a couple of people, I don't, I think, make their first time appearance, like they weren't on the brand before. Right. Actually, I wish I would have done this ahead of time, but maybe we could try to figure it out a little bit when we're doing this. Um, do you think it actually comes out to 15 and 15? I, I'm for this one. I'm gonna say it does. Okay, 
the winner gets a main event championship match. That said, again, in our aftermath, we'll talk about if that happened or if there was any bullshit shenanigans going on there. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else before the pre-rumble, Bill? Um. Oh, gosh. I did have some. Oh, yeah. Where this is on the card. Because last episode we mentioned that the Royal Rumble was not the main event. This Royal Rumble, not the main event. Even lower down on the card. Laura, how do you feel about that? Royal Rumble, should it always be the final match? Or are you okay with championship matches after the Royal Rumble match on a Royal Rumble pay-per-view? I kind of get the logic of it. I mean, I think obviously if your major title is, is and it's, it's a big deal of a match, I do understand why they would put that at the top. But yeah, I feel like Royal Rumble, you know, it is the Royal Rumble. That's, that's the main event. That's what we're here to see, right? So I do feel like... I, I kind of like have no no dog in the fight, but I, I like the idea of the Royal Rumble being the main match. I mean, if I remember rightly, this one wasn't even the second to last match. There were two matches following on from this, mm-hmm. which now that seems a little bit off to me. But you mm. know, I'm not the booker, so. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I don't know how I feel about it. It definitely makes it seem. I don't know if I want to say not as important. I don't know if that's really the right word. Bill, what about you? What do you think? I remember being very surprised when I saw this live, like. You know, it's. I, I guess part of me is the traditionalist. Like, it's the rumble. It's gotta go last. You know. Uh, oh, that's probably WWE calling about the Evo Six. <laughs> well, well, they're also calling. Season deceased. <laughs> well, they're also calling you to be like, how is that your? Wh- wh- what was the term that you used? That you? It's your uh, bamboozled. No, no, no. You just said it. Ah. They're calling oh. to explain why Ric Flair had the Intercontinental. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said traditionalist. How can you be a traditionalist when the first Royal Rumble we did was not the final match? That's true. You're right. But the most ridiculous was it again the Young Stallions versus and, and the Islanders. God yep. damn it! All right. <laughs> don't don't ever watch that match, Laura. <laughs> I will it's take not the worst. It's not the me. worst, but yeah. Is it is it like ten minutes of my life that I'll never get back? It's two out of three falls. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not enough time in the day for that. And again, it was. And again, it was after a event that was called the Royal Rumble, and after the Royal Rumble match. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, I'll stick with. Okay, Bill. So, I guess let's. Well, oh no. Oh, we got this nonsense to talk oh, about. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm already intrigued. So, well, I because they didn't. The Spirit Squad comes out. Oh, yeah. And this is technically I, before the Rumble match. That's why we're throwing it here. Why? Why are they out here? They I, just... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just wanted to say that I had no idea Dolph Ziggler was a cheerleader before he was Dolph Ziggler. And I, and I, you know when you recognize someone, you think, holy shit, is that who I think it is? And then you realize, <laughs> it is. It's Dolph Ziggler. And I just lost it. I, I didn't realize that's how he started off. Did you were you aware of this group at all, Laura? No, I wasn't. It was it was I, I had no idea what was I was yeah, bamboozled. I was doubly bamboozled. I had no idea what was going on. And then I recognized Dub Dolph Ziggler and it all got weirder from there. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, but seriously, why is this here? Why are uh, I don't understand. Cause, okay. Cause they had debuted the previous week before the run. Oh. And they came out during a qualifying match for the Rumble, which we'll get to later on. Yes, we I love where there's qualifying matches. 
Oh, and and you'll be happy to know we do have one on from Velocity. Yes. So, so no, they came out during a match on Raw to do a cheer, I guess, and it cost a certain someone a mat or the match to get in. He says it on commentary. I'll let you guess which one it is. Um, so then they come out here and they do the the cheerleading. My and they, these are actually my first two notes. I'm like, oh great, the Spirit Squad. <laughs> and then after they're done, I think one of them goes to Lillian and like, you know, say it, say it. And she's like, let's give it up for the Spirit Squad. And I'm like, I wrote down, I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> and to th- and to think, CM Punk was asked. To be in this group back in no yep. really yep that would have been hilarious i'd <laughs> pay money to see that <laughs> he'd probably be like fuck you i ain't wearing no shitty yeah he's like shit. the less most yeah <laughs> he's not energetic at all he does not have that personality <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really weird then again there are some like some of those guys don't look like they have that great a personality anyway so but but jim yeah I had one thought to this, and sure. tell me if you agree with me or not. That gimmick would have worked in the 90s, like early 90s, maybe even mid-90s. Yeah, oh, sure. I think I, I agree yeah. with you. Never thought of that, but I agree. All right, let's uh, get to it unless uh, either of you have anything else to add. Mm-hmm. No, let's go for it. Let's go. All right, let's dive in. Entries 1 through 5, 1, Triple H, 2, Rey Mysterio, 3, Simon Dean, Four psychosis and five Ric Flair. And I have during this segment eliminated Dean psychosis and Flair. So there goes our current Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> um, we start the conversation off with Bill on this one. Um, I jokingly wrote it's game time when Triple H comes out, Gross. and it's a, but it's a good like way. Like now, last episode we talked about. How Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack, you know, <sighs> had started out. So good. This isn't as good Not of a start, all. but it's it's good. Like I mm. put it top. It it's okay. I mean, there have been worse. Yes, like demolition. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then but, but then when Ray comes out, I I wrote down like. Does he have the calm Ray theme? Because they are saying Booyaka Booyaka, but it's not like the POD version, which we'd get, like, not too long after this. Okay. Because, you know, they're like, Booyaka Booyaka 619! And he, and he wasn't jumping out the sky? No, he was in Eddie's car. Okay. Um. Look, so this, anyone who listens knows I'm a big anti-Triple H guy. But in this, at this point, not as much, although there is something later on that happens that annoys the hell out of me about it. Mm. But um, I, I guess, like you said, there have been worse. I guess my, here's my problem with it. Rey Mysterio coming out so early, he dedicated the match to Eddie. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, I know, like, oh, he'll be in here. More than likely, he'll be the Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. without even knowing who's winning yet at this point. Mm-hmm. Laura, what do you have for this segment? So I, I, when Ray came out and did the whole, you know, this is for Eddie kind of thing, I, I, I thought one of two things. Either he's going all the way to the end, or he's going to be the target of some despicable heel who's away for the 
Pete. And I wasn't sure which way it was going to go. So, like, yeah, uh, it's I, I, I really want, wanted Ray to win for that reason. But at this point, I, I watched it. I watched it blind. I didn't know who was going to win it. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I, did, I just wanted the element of surprise. You know, it was, it was more fun that way. I've just put Simon Dean, who... Um, <laughs> I've got no idea who this guy is, um, and he was like eliminated in what thirty seconds or something. So clearly, yeah, clearly I haven't missed anything at all. Um, and the other thing that I I have no idea that Psychosis spent time in WWE because I remember him from the Latino World Order in um, WCW, but I didn't realise he went to WWE at all. So I was kind of really pumped to see him show up. You, you don't remember short. him? You don't remember him riding a lawnmower to the ring? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, sounds, that sounds like a wonderful thing, though. <laughs> uh, Laura, were you sad to see the current Intercontinental Champion eliminated? Oh, I was devastated, yeah. He's he was looking ropey, wasn't he? God bless him. He got a huge pop, though. He's still got it with the crowd. Sure. I had keep the robe on, Rick. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's looking a little bit um, loose in certain areas. But, um, yeah, to be honest... Considering his age at that point, he's he's he's, he's got he's got energy. He's mm. he's probably not enough energy to warrant having the Intercontinental title, but you know he's uh, doing all right. I'm surprised that you hadn't heard of Simon Dean, to be honest with you, because I thought Simon Dean was around for a while at this point. So I'm a little surprised by that. I looked him up, and it seems that he joined in uh, 2002. So I, I but I'm, I'm guessing he must have been. Like an OVW or something at that point, or dark matches, because I don't, I genuinely don't remember him being on there. So maybe he came on just after I stopped watching, or maybe he just, maybe he just one of those people that never really made an impression on me, and then kind of, you know, then I stopped watching. But, mm-hmm. uh, Bill, what else do you have for this segment? Um, I actually wrote down after Flair got eliminated sarcastically, let's eliminate everyone. Let's just throw <laughs> everybody out that comes. Well, wow, all right. It does feel like that at that point, because it feels like a revolving door of people coming in and out of the ring. You know, everyone's coming in, and then they're just getting chucked straight back out again, so... Mm. Like I said, for me, it, it's weird, because I I was at... I don't know, maybe it's just I don't remember the time period that way that well, but I really thought was surprised that Flair was out as quickly as he was. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. I mean, he's still a big star, and... That's what you're doing? Yeah. You think, like, a title holder would be a bigger deal as well? They'd want to, you know, protect them a little bit more than that. Well, apparently not. If we need, well, three of us, <laughs> well, two out of three of us didn't even know he was the Intercontinental Champion until <laughs> this very recording. <laughs> it was a dark time in WWE's history. Yeah. Right. Although, the I, the one thing I will say that I remember when I saw it was 2006, I was like, oh, this is around when Edge won the title. In the first, as in the first Money in the Bank, I was like, that was right. memorable. And I do remember ECW comes back later this year, so I was like, yeah, it's, yeah, what a weird time. Because then, because <laughs> then apparently Degeneration X comes back with Sean and Hunter, which is horrible, but they still <laughs> came back. Like, what is going on here? It's like you know what it's like. It's like they're looking for something desperately. Mm. Yeah, well, there's a missing ingredient they just can't seem to find. So they're just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Right, because you have Mysterio dedicating his match to Eddie. Like, there's your heartfelt stuff. And 
then, like I said, you, then later in the year, you go back to the 90s with ECW and Degeneration X. But at the same time, you try to do this new revolutionary thing with Edge and Money in the Bank. It's weird. Uh, Delor, do you mm. have anything else for this segment? Um, no. Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did no, say no, Laura. I don't know why Bill. I don't know why Bill. <laughs> I have no idea why. That's I... Okay, he can be Laura too. That's fine. I'm not. No, I'm no, not. that would be really Best confusing it. for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, that it, it, like with, you know, in in wrestling mode because you're so used to seeing him in a suit these days, you know, kind of still see him in the ring occasionally, but the difference in movement and the difference in energy is really palpable between now and then. And I guess, you know, it is it is over 10 years, so it would do, but it's, it's there's something really nostalgic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, Laura, just to let you know, I don't know what's going on your end, but sometimes you're cutting in in and out, so I don't know if there's anything that you could do on your end. Nine, oh. eight, seven, six, five, four, All right, that's the timer. And we're going to go to 6 through 10. 6 is Big Show. 7, The Coach. 8, Bobby Lashley. 9, Kane. And 10, Sylvan. I have during this segment eliminated Coachman, Sylvan, Lashley, Big Show, and Kane. And I'll start off the discussion because um, I think it's it's kind of at the transition here. I, I wasn't sure if it was the last segment or this segment at the very beginning. Uh Michael Cole says Triple H was flabbergasted when drawing his number. <laughs> so maybe that's where I got the word from from using it <laughs> from hearing him say it. It's a good word. Michael Cole seemed uh, on good form, actually. Yeah, I agree. He wasn't as junky as he yeah, was, or he will be a little later, you know, in these rumbles. Yeah, I feel like he's got less whispering in his ear happening mm-hmm. it's okay you want to talk about qualifiers bill my one of my notes here is how did coachman make it in well that's a good segue <laughs> that's a good segue because we can talk about these uh these were royal rumble qualifying matches to get in chavo guerrero defeated rob conway okay sheldon benjamin defeated val venus that's it by that. Kane defeated Snitsky. <laughs> and then your Velocity qualifier, yes! Sylvan defeated Scotty Tuhati. Wow, was he still around? Yeah. Every Saturday uh, at 11 p.m., come on. Trevor, <laughs> the, hottest, the hottest time slot. Well, Trevor, for us it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, Trevor Murdoch defeated Antonio. Viscera won a battle royal, defeating Lance Cade, Gregory Helms, and Tyson Tomko. <laughs> and this is how the coach gets in. He defeated Jerry Lawler on Raw. Oh, God. Why? The last qualifier for Raw to get in was That's the coach. The last one? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's like crazy. The barrel. <laughs> That's crazy because we had already done 2013. And in 2013, I'm sorry, no, 2012 is the one where all the announcers come in. Mm-hmm. So they had thought, like, oh, let's play around with having some announcers in oh, almost a decade earlier. Yeah. In 2000, oh, man, that's crazy and sad. 
And the final, the final qualifying match, the Mexicals defeated the Dicks and the FBI in a triple threat match. <laughs> Who were the Dicks? I forgot about the Dicks. <laughs> Chad and James. Um, Chad and James. That was That's that was memorable, their... isn't it? <laughs> Chad Dick and James Dick. Jimmy so that's Dick. <laughs> so or Jimmy Dick. Jimmy Dick. All right, great. <laughs> How come? You know what? I, who did who did they lose to again? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the Mexicals. I almost would have rather had the Dicks in this match because I would have had a lot of fun with that. One. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? You said that Sylvain Grenier is the one that qualified on Velocity, and one mm-hmm. of my notes says, "Go Sylvain." And then I wrote, damn it, because he doesn't stay in that long. I honestly forgot this gimmick. I honestly did. Um, Laura, what do you have for this? Um, what are we on? Six to six. Six through ten. I, I forgot Lashley had been in WWE before. Um, and he looks amazing when he first comes in. He looks really, really, like... A hell of a lot better than he did when he came back to WWE. If I'm honest, um, yeah, he's he's really impressive. Lashley, I was I was surprised to see him. I think was this his first yeah. rumble? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, he looks really impressive. I was, um, and a uh, Big Show as well. Is is again? I'm used to seeing in shape Big Show. So seeing like classic era Big Show was was a bit of a surprise. But the the music always gets a, always gets a pop out of me. Mm. Bill, what do you got for this? I actually caught a very good sign during this part. Oh, (laughs) I love a good sign. Somebody admits on their sign, I'm hoping this is a joke, but it said, I got $200 on Triple H. Wow. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I bet they were disappointed. I wonder what the odds would have been at that time. Oh, he probably wouldn't have won a lot of money if it was two hundred dollars. Mm. I would think Triple H's odds were probably really good, to be honest oh, with you. Sorry. I mean, yeah, he's the he's 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 the best, guys. All right. Well. Now I did notice um, when Kane came out, and this is a very small, minor detail, but I found it a little amusing. One of his boots is falling apart as soon as he gets in. <laughs> Okay. There's like a little, like, there's a little flap coming off of like the top of the boot. Hmm. What? What do you, Laura? Why do you think he hate went in with a bad boot? <laughs> well, you know, he, he had a hard childhood, if, as we all, as we all remember. So maybe, you know, maybe this is something left over from those those very dark times that he grew up in. He did have a hard knock life. <laughs> he uh, did. <laughs> at one point, I, that's probably Michael Cole. Uh, about the Big Show chopping Triple H, he says, "Skillet like chop." Skillet like chop. Uh, I, I can't. I can't picture that. I can't imagine getting chopped by a skillet. No, it was a brutal chop. It was, you know, Volta type stuff. But oh yeah, we're, we're gonna get a lot of chops here. <laughs> there is a, there is a lot of chopping. But Flair's <laughs> but Flair's already out. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, so at one point, Triple. Uh, this is one of my last notes on the segment. Triple H eliminates Big Show and Kane to make sure people remember he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta stay over. Right. I uh, was really surprised that Lashley went out as quickly as he did, actually. Mm-hmm. I, it's weird because, like, there's a lot of 
bigger names now, but other than the little stuff that I've said, I'm kind of bored. That's yeah. one of my notes. Like I was kind of like, uh, nothing's really significant happening right now. Obviously, except for Sylvan and my wonderment <laughs> of why in the how the coach making in hmm. on this. Bill, you have anything else for this one? Um, I asked if the coach even touched anyone before he got eliminated. I don't think he did. <laughs> he may have. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I... Dead Lord. No, I said, I think, uh... Nine, eight, <laughs> seven, six, five, four, three, two, All right. Now we go to 11 through 15. 11, Carlito. 12, Chris Benoit. 13, Booker T. 14, Joey Mercury. And 15, Tatanka. <laughs> Eliminated during this segment, Booker T. And since I feel bad that I, like... Set up Laura to say something going for the clock to start up. <laughs> Laura, why don't you start off the conversation on this one? Well, it was related to the last segment, but actually it's relevant to this too. So Booker T and Sylvan were both the fastest uh, eliminated uh, people at the Rumble, 18 seconds each. Wow. So that's quite that's quite a record. Yeah, Sylvan, a prestigious record holder in this one. <laughs> lasted 18 seconds along with Booker T which again really surprised me that Booker T was um, eliminated that quickly I feel like this match has people resting for a long time yeah Rey Mysterio just disappears for a, a massive chunk of time and then I also have is this the easiest rumble to have number one and two because there's so much resting <laughs> It might be, but there's also a lot of work in eliminating people. So mm-hmm. it's a mixed bag, I think. I wrote down that Cole says Triple H and Rey Mysterio have been in there 23 minutes. And then I wrote, both have been active for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else? To see... Oh, sorry, sorry. I just said I was surprised he's Tonka back. I didn't realize that he come back at that time as well. How long had he been uh, back in WWE at that point? I think this was it, wasn't it, Bill? Yeah, this oh, was is his comeback that night. <laughs> it was like, like, a, like a novelty appearance. I didn't realise they were doing that back then. I thought they could... It feels now like they rely on the um, the sort of uh, vintage wrestlers. But I didn't realise they were doing it as far back as that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can't remember what the first one that we might have done that showed like people coming in as a surprise... Mm. Um, I kind of want to say 93. Probably. Oh, wow. It's not going back that far. Right. Um, I put Tatanka, Buffalo, and the fans love Tatanka. Are you sure? Yes. They were singing for him, weren't they? They, yeah. were, they, seemed, they seemed pretty behind him. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Phil, well, what show were you watching? No, because, like, okay, well, I watched the same show, and, like, when he comes out initially, there is no reaction. Yeah, I think there's a little bit, they're a bit stunned at first, and then they they get into it, like, they warm to him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then I wrote, everyone is staring, and then the fans are doing the, the, the chop, and the, and the, and, beautifully done. Thank you. And Michael Cole references okay. that it's Florida State, you know, with uh, the, the football college. But they're also reminded that they're in Miami. 
and that's you know they're two rivals florida state and miami in college football so i don't know if you'd be able to get away with that uh at that time probably not today maybe i don't know so this leads to a very very important question that i'd like for us to try to figure out 15 raw superstars 15 smackdown superstars where does tatanka fall in so officially, according to the Wikipedia, he's SmackDown, but I don't know how accurate that is. Yeah, I thought he did end up on SmackDown, because I, if I remember correctly, like, the next pay-per-view, he teams up with Matt Hardy in a tag match. <laughs> he does more. He does, this isn't like a, a one-off thing. He, come, he, like, he comes back. Back, back. Yeah, let me, let me check. I mean, more, from a, from a storyline standpoint, you're not just going to... Sign someone to just be in the Royal Rumble if they're going to be part of your brand. (laughs) Actually, right here. Matt Hardy and Tatanka defeat Eminem. What? Wait, did they win? Oh, I thought you were going to tell me they won the belts, and I forgot about that. I wish. (laughs) I wish. What a world we would live in where Ric Flair is the Intercontinental Champion and Tatanka's half of the Tag Team Champions in 2006. Because I no, like I'd, I'd be all for that. Yeah, I was actually, I was pleased to see Tatanka. He's got Native American blood in his veins and he'll fight. Yeah. yeah. What else do you want from a guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was really glad to actually Carlito. So I remember Carlito just before I stopped watching. And for some reason he struck me. You know, I really enjoyed his whole thing. So, um, yeah, I, he had a good show in this one, Carlito. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. Bill, what else do you have? Um... I had Carlito chopped Mercury to death at one point. <laughs> like, he gives him this really hard, loud-sounding chop. and Would you say it's a skillet-like chop? It, it could have been a skillet-like chop. Possibly uh, a frying pan, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> the whole world of kitchen utensils. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Let, let's, let's just keep bringing them up for the rest of the show. Uh, <laughs> And then Benoit, when he got in there, he started chopping away at everyone, and he was looking really good in the ring. Yeah, he does this insane release German suplex on Mysterio. Mysterio just flies like halfway across the ring. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And by the way, I meant to uh, add this earlier. We are back to a Royal Rumble where I do not believe managers are allowed at ringside. Yeah, but. Honestly, how many managers are there? At this There's a couple. Time? Melina, Charmel, Mama Benjamin. Mama oh. Benjamin. <laughs> Melina confused me because she came out with Joe Mercury and I didn't realize she'd gone back. So then when she appears, I was like, what? Wait, what? What? wasn't she just there? Laura, it's the most inconsistent rule in this podcast history. <laughs> are managers allowed at ringside or not? And then at one point, they even uh, let someone in there, the they let someone out there just because they're a bodyguard and do not consider that a manager. This is the podcast <laughs> that I've decided to do. <laughs> um, Bill, what, what else do you got? Uh, that's actually it. Wow. Okay, Laura, what about you? Are you drained on this one? Um, yeah, pretty much. And mainly my notes consist of how cool Benoit looks when he comes in. You know, he's he's on amazing form. So, mm. yeah, just I'm just gushing over Benoit in my notes. Okay. Um, Bill, how much time do we have left? Maybe this will be... Yeah. We have 35 seconds. Oh, then we're not going to be doing the rest of the card right now. All right. No. Um, all right, so, Laura, why don't you... T- Find us a way to fill in the next 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, uh, 
I'm trying to think of other other kitchen utensils that we can liken chops go. to. That's, that, that's, that, that's got endless <laughs> possibilities, right? Well, I mean, we already have a knife edge chop, right? So and, that's you're right. Well, there you go. Knife yeah. edge chop. A chop. What, chop like a skillet? A chop like a frying pan? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right. So now we go to 16 through 20, 16, Johnny Nitro, 17, Trevor Murdoch, 18, Eugene, 19, Road Warrior Animal, and 20, Rob Van Dam. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Animal. And we'll start off the discussion, Bill, we'll start off the discussion with you. I'm sorry, I just, it's, I'm sorry, Animal. Um... Okay, I, I noted here, or I remember Johnny Nitro, when he comes out, he's having a hard time getting out of his coat and glasses, and Melina's like, <laughs> go get him, go get him. And then I wrote down that Nitro ended up okay as far as who he ended up marrying. Because there is this is the time, I think, where Nitro and Melina are dating. Okay. In real life. Oh, I didn't know that. And then he ends up marrying uh, Taya Valkyrie from Impact. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So they ended up. He ended up all right. Um, Trevor Murdoch, totally underrated in my opinion. I really liked Trevor Murdoch, the wrestler. You were pumped for Eugene versus Murdoch, the feud everyone wanted. Because you know <laughs> Eugene, Eugene is the people's choice. You know, that's one that they'll they probably will never bring back. <laughs> There's no Long way they can time, get away I with think, it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You can't get away with that today. Um, the world's moved on. I what's with Animal in the yellow shoulder pants? I'm like, is Animal already predicting that he's gonna go to AEW <laughs> this far in advance? His shoulder pads might have had jaundice. <laughs> Little uh, known condition of shoulder pads. Um, I didn't realize he was John Laurinaitis' brother. I, I had no idea of that. So also that was a little. I don't know, Bill. How have I not bought this up. I'm pretty sure both of Eminem does this. I forgot that when they came out, come out with their belts, it's basically hanging around their dick. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> draped down. Like, no one's worn a belt like that in the history of wrestling. No. Not since. And not Thank before. You. Thankfully, no. <laughs> it was a one-off. I, Johnny Nitro and Joey Mercury are basically wearing the same outfit, and they've both got shoulder-length dark hair. So for a lot of the match, I was really confused as to which one of them was which. So The best way I can remember was Mercury had the corn rolls. What? Yeah, Mer- the corn rolls. Hair? Oh, the hair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't know hair. That's what, I didn't know that was a yeah. style. I was like, what is, is that a lump? On someone's body. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> a medical condition. We don't talk about it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I re- repackaging him as John Morrison was a, for, I, I think, was a good call. Even though I don't, I don't really know that he had the, the, uh, the charisma to pull it off at that time. But it was definitely an improvement, I think, because I remember John Morrison much more than I remember Johnny Nitro. Now I'm curious if either of you two wondered this because. I don't know if maybe this is my watching the show and kind of like kind of half bored by it, but at this point I started to wonder who are the door holders for this event? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a weird setup. Like like opening the castle gates or something. It was mm-hmm. very odd. 
is there any way, Bill, that you can look up who the door holders are? Yeah, just take a look at a picture. No, I'm just kidding. Um, wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> I can, I can try. Do you try, me and Was Laura? there any context for that, or was it just some kind of... They just felt like having them. There was no... like. I don't get the context of why they had door holders. And it's, uh, um, I, I have no idea. I don't <laughs> think there's a reason. Oh, is there a reason? Okay, go ahead, Bill. Oh, no, no, oh. no. I was going to say, because remember, the, the early King of the Rings, Matt and Jeff Hardy were door holders. Right. The, that like, made sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do have a tendency to, like, sneak people in, don't they? Like, I know that um, uh, Sarah Logan was one of uh, War Raiders Vikings recently on NXT, so they they do do that. Mm-hmm. All right, while Bill looks that up, Laura, did you notice that Carlito was, like, hiding outside in a corner? <laughs> I've actually written down here. Oh, he's been very quiet, and then as soon as I wrote that, he came in and did that that cool double bulldog spot. So I, you, you do really notice the pacing in this is is really weird. I think because you mm. get like spells of everyone getting eliminated, and then you get long spells of not an awful lot happening and a lot of people resting. Right. So the pacing's kind of all over the place. It was that really stood out to me when I watched it. And, um, and then I've written in big letters, Rob Van Dam, like half the page. Is <laughs> Van Dam, so I was really excited about that. Bill, in the next segment, I think we're going to talk a little bit about the rest of the card. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just giving you, giving both of you a heads up, actually. Because um, yeah. we got to get to it. We usually try to get it in there. Um, now, I, I yeah, did but... want to mention real quick. Um, at one point, Jerry Lawler says some joke, and we have history made because Michael Cole compliments Lawler for his material. Ooh. Wow. Did you get the joke? No, I don't remember uh, what the joke it was another well, there's another joke he makes later that like freaks me out a little bit. Really? Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that actually. Uh let's see, do I have anything else? Oh, did you find out who the door holders are? No, I didn't. Good job, Bill. Uh however <laughs> now, now how now I did find this. Cause I I can well, you know what? I'll save it for the next segment because it's going to involve the results. There's a lot of hype going into this next segment. We're going to talk about the rest of the card. We're going to talk about door holders, maybe. It's all very exciting. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> do you have anything else? Am I writing saying? Yeah, am I writing saying? Because I, Trevor Murdoch didn't ring a bell for me, and then all of a sudden I thought, hey, was he the guy that was a country singer? Or did I imagine that? No, no Murdoch was so. a country. Yeah, he ended up being oh, the, That was his gimmick okay. later. Yeah. Oh, I thought his... that was like no. I say it was right towards the end. I think he got released like not long after that. But yeah. I remember. Yeah, I, I remember a country singer that looked just like him. So, how oh, good I did remember. Oh, I didn't remember that at all. I had no idea. I I was gonna say to you, no, Trevor Murdoch's the guy that they had do the Canadian Destroyer so that Petey Williams doesn't look as impressive in TNA. <laughs> he wears a lot of hats, doesn't he? <laughs> um, Metaphorical hats. Bill, was Van, Dam, was Van Dam actually active during this time? I went, went, I don't remember him being... Well, he had to have been, because ECW comes back. Never mind. Yeah, this yeah. was his first match back, because he had a knee injury. Right. And it, it took him out, like, the whole previous year. And because of that, he could not compete at the first one-night stand. Yes. Okay. Right. I remember now. It instantly spiced the match up as soon as he came in there.
21 through 25. 21, Orlando Jordan. 22, Chavo Guerrero. 23, Matt Hardy. 24, Super Crazy. And 25, Shawn Michaels. And I have during this segment eliminated Chavo, Tatanka, and Murdoch. Let's talk about the rest of the card. Okay, rest of the card. We had a match on Sunday Night Heat. Finley defeated Brian Kendrick. And then your main show. Gregory Helms defeated Kid Cash, Funaki, Jamie Noble, Nunzio, and Paul London in a Cruiserweight Open to win the WWE Cruiserweight title. Mickey James defeated Ashley. Trish Stratus was the guest referee for that match. The Boogeyman defeated JBL. John Cena defeated Edge to win back the WWE title. And Kurt Angle defeated Mark Henry to retain the World Heavyweight title. After that match, The Undertaker makes his return, and he blows up the ring. As you do. Now, something I did find when I was trying to research the door openers, one of the druids ends up becoming Dean Ambrose. Oh, okay. Which I did not know. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Yet, I still want to know who the door openers are. (laughs) (laughs) I I tried. Okay, that's fair. I mean, may, maybe they were just someone's like relative, random mm-hmm. that was picked randomly. So, I get. I guess I get. I mean, obviously, if you're gonna blow up the ring, then you. That's why the Royal Rumble match is not the final match. Yeah. That, yeah. That brings, brings a problem. <laughs> um, it's so sad though, like, cause I remember Edge getting like after the Money in the Bank win, him like getting really over with the crowd and having him lose that quickly because obviously the other pay-per-view was what two or three weeks beforehand mm-hmm. a little saddening i think yeah phil what'd you think of it i mean it I love feels that the... like bad timing doesn't it yeah I, it, you know what it kind of feels like it feels like they like oh we need to wrap up this money in the bank thing so let's just mm. do it here and then that way we have another pay-per-view in a couple of weeks to just lose it back and then that way we don't have to deal with it again that's mm-hmm. what it feels like to me. Yeah. Bill, what, what are your thoughts on some of the rest of this card? Also, I didn't know Sunday Night Heat was still a thing in 2006. I didn't either. <laughs> um, you know, I, the only thing I remember from the Cena match was Cena's entrance. That's the only thing I remember oh, from yeah. that match was the entrance. Because Cena had, like, this special ramp that came from, like, the, the ceiling down. And that was, like, the only thing I remember from that match. Um, Boogeyman. I'm, I'm going to admit it on this show. I am a fan of the Boogeyman. Me too. I love well, the Boogeyman. We're all friends here. It's okay. You can admit it. <laughs> love the Boogeyman. Um, My favorite Boogeyman moment is when he bit off the mole on Jillian. <laughs> I've just written for that match just the line, worm sticking out of her cleavage. Oh. <laughs> that's it. That's the only, that's the only memory I have of that match. Uh, so yeah, let's get back into the. Unless one of you two have anything else to say on outside of the Rumble stuff, let's get back into it. Yeah, yeah sure. I just want to say the women's match was atrocious. That's that's. We have come a long way since then. Oh, yeah. the, okay, you know what? Now that you're saying that, I do have something because you just made me remember it. I don't understand why Trish Stratus was a guest referee in that. No. I have no idea. I'm guessing it's just the Mickey James Trish Stratus angle thing they were trying to push, but there's no rhyme or reason for it. Right. Just like how why does everyone go after Shawn Michaels in this match? Which is <laughs> what this that. next segment is all about. 
<laughs> what a um, terrible yeah. thing to terrible. How do I say this? Terrible or lack of explaining things with the Shawn yeah. Michael stuff and the Trish Stratus as a referee. Yeah. I guess I just figured it, it doesn't matter. They would just 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 roll with it. Just go with it. <laughs> it's just a thing. Well, we are an evaluation podcast, so in some cases we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I'm not saying you should. That's what they're. That's clearly their thing, right? They? Laura, what do you what do you got for this segment? Which one? Sorry. Uh the, the Royal Rumble. We're back on that from uh, what Orlando Jordan to Shawn Michaels. Ah, uh, Orlando Jordan to Shawn Michaels. Right. Um, yeah, Orlando Jordan. I've got. I've, I've written down former U.S. champ. Hopefully, last longer than Booker T, and he didn't really last an awful <laughs> lot longer than Booker T. But um, everyone is looking really tired at this point as well. I've noted. Um, it's, it's a lot of the original participants are still in, and a lot of them are not doing an awful lot at this point. Um, yeah, really good to see Matt Hardy. I forgot his theme there. It's uh, I, I, I was he still version uh, 1.0 at this point, or had he moved I on from that? I think he was version one. Because I loved that. Oh no, this would have been around the time of the the Matt Leiter and Edge. Mm-hmm. Oh, Matt Hardy yeah. will die. Okay. I found that out sort of secondhand because I wasn't watching it at the time, and it sounds like it was some kind of heavy stuff that happened there. So, mm. um, but he was looking good. He's, he's still, you can tell. The funny thing is, like you see Matt now, and he looks very stiff when he moves. And even then, at that point, you can see that there's, there's some stiffness there still. Like it, it's it's sort of catching up with him. All the the crazy stuff that he did, you mm. know, as part of Team Extremes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now all I can think of is Matt Hardy teaming with Tatanka. <laughs> <laughs> we could have had it all. Yes, we could have. <laughs> they were definitely uh, with that. Whoever made that team was definitely rolling in the deep. Whatever that means. Um, <laughs> I, there's always been a big part of me that feels like because if you know how Ray dedicated this match to Eddie, mm-hmm. that. That storyline should have gone to Chavo. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. Because I remember, why didn't they push Chavo? Mm -hmm. I mean, he got such a great crowd reaction as well. And, you know, he he got the Eddie chance too. So I think the crowd are probably thinking something similar. Um, Yeah, I feel like he got really overlooked. He even did the the Three Amigos tribute, which was was a nice moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, if anything, why not have the Mysterio Chavo tag team? Yeah, and like Good that's work. the story. Is like we're dedicating this for for Eddie going for tag team. Well, the problem is though is WWE has a weird way, weird time on and off. On sometimes they really care about tag teams, and other times they don't give a mm-hmm. shit. Exactly. So I don't really know what point this was. To be honest, I mean with they you. had they had like lightning in a bottle there. They they really could have rolled with it. They wanted to, but uh, a rage. yeah. But I mean, Chopper got eliminated super quickly as well. So. A Ray Chavo, Ray and Chavo versus Eminem, I think, would have been a great match. Yeah. They I'm really surprised. All right, and now we're down to the last group of five: twenty-six, Chris Masters; twenty-seven, Viscera; twenty-eight, Sheldon Benjamin; twenty-nine, Goldust; and number thirty, Randy Orton. And as we make our way to the final four, the uh, during this segment eliminated is Hardy, Eugene, Benoit, Viscera, Masters, Goldust, Jordan, Mercury, Nitro, Benjamin, Michaels, and Carlito. 
I will start the conversation because this might be the highlight of the match when Viscera starts fucking oh. Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, I, I didn't need to see that. I yeah. did. I, I was like, oh my god, this is the best part of the goddamn match. <laughs> Re- I wish I could bleach my brain. That's literally <laughs> what I've written. <laughs> like, I'd forgotten all about the Love Machine gimmick, and I saw it and I thought, oh no. Like, <laughs> this was not a memory I wanted to reconnect with. Cole's reaction to that was, <laughs> that was real interesting. <laughs> he had clearly not been appraised of that before it happened, had he? Bill, how did you, uh, how'd you feel about this, uh, Softcore stuff going on right here with Viscera and Matt Hardy. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even want to chime in on it? Wow, okay. Um, At this point, and I don't know, Bill, maybe it's the ones that we've been doing. I'm just tired of seeing Goldust at this point on this podcast existence. That's that's blasphemy, surely. Well, I mean, if it was old Goldust where he touched himself, then... Maybe I'd be all right with it. And he kissed men. Well, actually, he only kissed Razor Ramon, I guess, theoretically. Yeah. Uh, but, is, or, or, and he starts, that's the Goldust I want, not, I don't know how do you say it. Goldust, but not really Goldust. I don't know. He did kick Carlito full in the crotch, though. Oh, was, yeah, he gave yeah. a good kick to the ball. He did. <laughs> oh, and he then I, I put that. down, Viscera does a little strut, go this. Oh, yeah, that was a cool-looking strut. Was that after he uh, did the thing to that <laughs> He's so fucking proud of it. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you be, though, really? I mean, the big, on this enormous stage, and that's what you choose to do. <laughs> <laughs> Look, to me, that was probably the highlight of this rumble for me. <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately. Um, can I ask, yes, why does Shelton Benjamin come out with his mum? What is that about? I do vaguely remember this, but he had been on like a losing streak for a while. That's and... what it was, and the mom came to motivate him. Yeah, that sounds right. And the mom was like some actress who was on a TV show, but she wasn't really known. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember reading. I wonder it how so long weird. how long Mama Benjamin was uh, around for. Like, in general. Because I don't remember her yeah. having a very... I, I would be surprised if it was a year. Um, I, I don't even know if she makes WrestleMania, to be honest with you. That's oh, poor mama. Question. I could definitely see them having her on a pay-per-night um, situation. So, at one point, Vince McMahon comes <laughs> out. Shane attacks Shawn Michaels and throws him... You know, and just throws him out. Mm-hmm. And of course, we go back to from now on. Anyone can eliminate a participant. Apparently, that's my note written down. Um, I've written that too. How can non-competitors eliminate competitors? Which is we- weird to me because I also wonder how that will affect my how it affects the end tally because I've been keeping a tally of Kane, Shawn Michaels, and the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know if I should like let's say the Undertaker come came out and eliminated someone. I don't think it should count because he's not an active yeah. member of the match. Yeah, I agree with you. But I feel like it's, WWE would count it. 
Yeah. Well, it's weird because they do say when Shape Man comes out that the only rule is that you have to go over the top rope. So they're kind of like implying that it's acceptable, that, you know, it's fair game. Which is, which I'm, that's fine. I, like I said, I'm just wondering if a non-participant throws someone out, that goes towards their tally. That's yeah. the issue that I have here. Yeah. Bill, what do you have for this? Oh, uh... Oh, Jr. No, not Jr. King. He makes a he makes some joke uh, about climbing on Viscera would be the equivalent to climbing on Brokeback Mountain. What? Oh yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I <got laughs> to climb Brokeback Mountain. I I don't think he's seen that film. I think he just no. thought, he just thinks it's a mountain. Exactly. <laughs> a, film about a, a big hill. But. <laughs> he thinks it's a it's a legitimate mountain. Unless he saw the Matt Hardy moment and his mind went somewhere. Oh God! <laughs> well, he, like I said, he did say, and I quote, "That was real interesting." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, I had one note from the previous segment I wanted to sure. bring up real quick. Yeah, this is the time to bring up any previous segment stuff we might have missed. I actually have two. Uh, at one point, Michael Cole says that the crowd is standing. It's standing room only. And I'm like, no, they're not standing. There's invisible empty seats as well. Right. (laughs) And then the other one, and this was, uh, uh, I thought it was funny. Shawn Michaels didn't do his praying to the Lord before the match. (gasps) I didn't miss it. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I remember, um... Real quick, because this does go into Shawn Michaels. Um, Jim Cornette did a Q&A session many years ago, and he talked about Shawn Michaels. And Jim Cornette's like, I remember when sh- I found out Shawn Michaels found God. And Jim Ross or Jim Cornette said, I didn't even know God went missing. <laughs> Little old corny. I think this is all, maybe he didn't do it, because isn't this the year where he teams up with God? Later, yeah. <laughs> so crazy that, like, he's finds god and then like he's okay with that stuff so and, and it, jr has that legendary line later where vince is getting jiggy with god, oh, god. <laughs> that's not an image anyone needs in their life god is getting jiggy with it laura before we get to the final four do you have anything else to add um let me think yeah i'm just, mostly just about the weird pacing it, it's it's so much dead weight at this point in the ring and i know that they're setting up for like Elimination after elimination after elimination, but it just the pacing is so. It, yeah, it was. It, it, I was bored at this point. I have to admit. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting really bored. Also, Randy Orton looks totally different. Like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like he's clearly still like. The same person. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird not seeing with his like his his his, his t- deep tan and like all his tattoos and. He just looks so young, but he's clearly still. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing just through context that he's still kind of at the top of of the pile at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he also drew thirty, so I yeah, mean, that's something. We saw the preview of him drawing, like, or the hint that he got a good number, obviously. Yes, yeah. with his so he's, with NWO T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just really, yeah, weird to see Orton looking like that. It was all fresh faced, and but yeah, the same person essentially. Right. All right. So it comes down to Mysterio versus Orton versus Rob Van Dam versus Triple H. Mysterio eliminates Rob Van Dam. So now we have Mysterio versus Orton versus Triple H. Mysterio eliminates Triple H. Um, and then we ha- we're down to Mysterio versus Orton. But at this point, Triple H attacks Ray. 
And then finally, Mysterio eliminates Orton, and Mysterio wins. I don't know if anyone wants to add anything else to that little segment before we go into the aftermath. Uh, I loved the RBD Ray teamwork moment. Oh. It was a bit, yeah. The, 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 the team, the lift into the moonsault was that was that was beautiful. That was a really nice double team mm. series there. Yeah, um, yeah. I wrote down: Did that guy lose two hundred dollars? <laughs> I want to know if he lost it. He did. He did. He and, probably, yeah, yeah. and I think he was very sad about it. <laughs> Bill, did Rey Mysterio go to WrestleMania and get a title shot? Did he win? Give us the breakdown of the aftermath of this Oh, boy. Okay, we got quite an aftermath. So, Rey Mysterio would eventually be challenged by Randy Orton for the title shot at the next pay-per-view. Okay. Randy Orton beats Rey Mysterio to win his title shot. Why did Rey put the title shot on the line? What was in it for him? Well, I think Randy made... Pride? No. No, you know what it is? Randy made the comment that Eddie Guerrero wasn't up in heaven, but he was in hell. Oh, I remember all this now. No. (laughs) Yep, he sure did. So that's pretty much what made the match. Orton beats Mysterio to take his title shot. Mm-hmm. However, the following SmackDown, Teddy, I almost said Teddy Hart, Teddy Long says that he can't change the title match, but he can add to the title match. So he puts Mysterio in the title match with Randy Orton and Kurt Angle, thus making it a triple threat match for WrestleMania 22. And Rey Rey Mysterio's championship match is third from last. There would be two other matches after that, but Rey Mysterio would win the world heavyweight title at WrestleMania. So dumb. (laughs) There are no depths that WWE will not plumb in terms of storylines. I mean, Eddie had been dead all of, not even a year at this point. Not even like six months. Not even six months. And, oh. I mean, I'm guessing, I'm sure everyone, well, maybe they weren't okay with it. I guess they wouldn't really have had a say in it. But, yeah, that's that's too soon. I mean, the weird thing is, like, I'm actually more bothered on the logistics of, like, why would Ray put his title shot on the line? And why is it not the final match since he won the Royal Rumble? Why is everyone after Shawn Michaels? Why is (laughs) he We don't need to know these things. (laughs) They, They pick it out of the... You know, they just literally just go into a box and pick out, oh, uh, Trish Stratus is uh, guest referee. There you go. Right, because we have to keep that feud going somehow. Yeah. Where's her, where's her referee's license? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay. She's got a stripy shirt, though, so that's all she needs. How do, Laura, how do you feel that uh, Mysterio is not the main event? I actually, yeah, I'm, I'm appalled by that, actually. <laughs> and I'm genuinely appalled by that. Do you think the the use of Eddie during the storyline would have been more justified if uh, it was the final match, it was the main event, oh, and, Ray, and Ray wins? I, I don't think it would have been justified under any circumstances. I think it would still be incredibly poor taste. But at the very least, if they're going to exploit his death like that, they could <laughs> at least you know have that kind of outcome, have some have something uplifting come out of it. Otherwise, it's just depressing and exploitative. 
All right, so before we uh, we do the wheel, we're going to have the wheel come into play and decide our next three shows. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on this Royal Rumble? Let's start off with Laura. It was mostly quite boring, if I'm honest. <laughs> the nostalgia part of it was good, but yeah, apart from there were a couple of really good... It was largely really badly paced and quite boring. Mm. Bill, what about you? Um, I thought early on there were some boring parts in it, like the quick eliminations, especially early on through at least like the first seven guys mm. that come out, I think hurts it a little bit. But once you get past maybe like the first ten guys, it picks up a little bit. And then I think once you get towards the end, it becomes a little bit better um it's not the best royal rumble but and i I think i said this on another one it's not the best but it's also not the worst royal rumble we've reviewed Mm -hmm. um and and the crowd you could tell the crowd was into it especially towards the last 10 minutes of it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for me I mentioned at the beginning that, you know, I just remembered that I thought this one was boring. I feel like that lived up to that hype. But the only thing I will say is, outside of that is that this was the most memorable person on there. <laughs> the one I was most excited about when all was said and done. And his assault on Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bill, why don't you give us an intro to the wheel? All righty. So for our first-time listeners, if we have any, we are about to have the Royal Rumble wheel. We haven't really ever given it a title, so we'll just go along with it. So what Jim is going to do, he is going to randomly spin using a website, wheeldecide.com, two different years, two different Royal Rumble matches. And between the two... Each one of us has to pick which Rumble will get reviewed in a future episode. The one that doesn't get picked will be put back on the wheel for a future spin. Right. And so we're going to start with our guest here, Laura. Now, both of you should be able to see my screen on your side. Please confirm that with me. Um, Can you see that, both you, Laura and Bill? I do not see anything at this moment. Me neither. Did you? All right, let me see if I did. Oh, sorry. I forgot to actually do it, I think. (laughs) How about now? Do you guys get see it now? Uh Aha, yes. Okay, great. Laura, we're going to start off with you. So here's the first spin. And like I said, Laura, or like Bill said, Laura's going to get two, and she'll pick one of the two. So this one is 1996. Oh, okay. Versus. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I do want to remind people that. Oh, wait, here it comes. Versus 2001. Oh. oh okay. Mm, that's difficult. I'm going to go with 2001. Okay. Yeah. And again, I want to mention to people, this is not the order in which they will air. This is merely just deciding what the show, next couple of shows are going to wind up being. Bill, this is yours coming up here. Oh, boy. For you to pick. 2011 
versus and I would like to remind everyone, even though some are getting picked here, we are going to go through all of these rumbles eventually. Eventually. 2017. Oh! I have not seen 2017 either. Oh, God. That's tricky. That is, that is a tricky one. Um, since we've done 50... I want to see how 40 men do. I'm going to go 2011. Okay. And then finally, here's my two choices. Two thousand sixteen versus... You know, some at some point, we're probably going to throw a spin-off on here. We might. But we're, but we're not that there yet. 1999. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So we already have 2001, 2011. Uh, so I have 2016 versus 1999. Yeah. We'll go with 2016. I'm not ready to do 99 yet. That's like, <laughs> There's a rule in there that there's something that happens in there that breaks the entire Rumble system. I'm not ready for that nonsense yet. All right, guys, thank you very much. Uh, let's get to some final plugs here. Uh, Laura, get some final plugs from you. Where can oh, people plugs. find you? Oh. I'm never prepared for this as a Brit. You can find me on Laura uh, on Twitter. You can also find me writing articles for Diva Dirt and for Daily DDT. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. That's podcasting. And, uh, Bill, where can people find you? All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. or at House of Bill, and you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Billiam eighty five, and you can check out my podcast, that wrestling show, which uh, which comes each and every Friday to your lovely podcasting home that you listen to. So, uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode. And the 2006 Royal Rumble has been eliminated.